When you need medical help fast, use NHS 111 online to go from home to an urgent treatment centre. Mr Williams, please come through. Or a pharmacy. Hello, pharmacist will see you now. Or if needed, stay where you are and get a call from a nurse, doctor or paramedic. Get assessed and directed to the right place for you in as little as 90 seconds. Use NHS 111 online. This is our People podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hi, and welcome to Our People podcast. I'm Harry Newhouse, and your host for today's episode, and here to join me is Wendy Hadlington, who works at Healthwatch Sunderland, and Sheila Scott, who works at Healthwatch South Tyneside. Welcome to the podcast, Wendy and Sheila. Hi. Hi. Wendy, I'll start with you. Uh, please could you introduce yourself and explain what your role is, and maybe explain what Healthwatch is for those listeners who may not know. Okay, so hi. Yes, I'm Wendy Hadlington. I'm an engagement officer at Healthwatch Sunderland. And that basically means um, the eyes and ears, if you like, of people of Sunderland who use health and social care services. So my, the main part of my job is getting out into the community and, and listening to what people are saying about their personal experiences of using any health service. So that's anything with an NHS logo on there, whether that be physical or mental health and also publicly funded social care. So things like social workers, wheelchair services, home adaptations, and social workers, and so on. So the main remits of Healthwatch, and there's a Healthwatch around England wherever there's a local authority, and we all work to the same three principles and main pieces of work. So the first thing is my main job, which we listen to people, what they're telling us about health and care services in their area, and then we look for trends within that feedback and act on those trends. So whether they be positive or negative trends, we do something with them. Okay. The second thing we do is we have an information and signposting service. So if anybody wants any particular information around health, and that might be to back them up with um, when they're going to a GP appointment. And um, for example, we once had a guy who had been refused a referral for a bunion operation. And um, he was told he didn't meet the criteria. So we went away, got him the criteria. He was able to take off where he felt he met that criteria, take it to his GP appointment, and then he was referred. So sometimes it's just having that bit of extra information to support you when you go, you know, around your health. Um, the signposting services, quite often people don't know where to turn when it comes to mainly care but sometimes health as well. So we're able to have conversations with them, listen to them, and then signpost them to the correct service. The third thing is, and really important thing, is we get people involved in health and care services. So that might be the development of a new service. We'd make sure that people know if there's any consultations coming up or any workshops where they can give their feedback, or if there's any services that have a patient service user forum, for example. So wheelchair services in Sunderland have a forum of people who use wheelchairs and their loved ones, and we were able to recruit new members into that service so they can have a voice within wheelchair services 
to um, you know explain how they would like things to be run, if there's any glitches within the service and how that's run, how they feel they can be made better. So that's that's something that we we try to get as many people involved, you know, in different forums around the city where they can have a voice. And quite often services hearing people's voices firsthand has a really big impact. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Sheila, same question to you. Yeah. Hi, um, I'm Sheila Scott. Um, I work with Health Watch South Tyneside and I'm the lead officer there. Um, a lot of what Wendy has just said is, you know, duplicated um, throughout all of the health watches throughout England. Um, and at South Tyneside, I think we, again, signposting plays a huge part in, in what we do. Um, so it's having all of that information there and ready to signpost people to help them to get the help that they need. Uh, we also signpost uh people to ICARE if they want to take their complaint further or make a formal complaint. So we work quite closely with ICARE, um, so that's the Independent Complaints Authority, um, and they are independent, uh, which I think a lot of people value uh, for that independence. Um, and it basically what um, Wendy said, but also I think an important part is um, the partnership working, Throughout, yeah. you know, we couldn't do it without our partners within all of the services and also um, reporting back or, or, or getting our findings back to Health Watch England to help them collate all of the information that's going on. So basically, that's what we do. I'm not going to um, duplicate what Wendy's just said because we all do the same, I think, in some way. Yeah, I think a big thing that we're all feeding in on at the moment is dentistry. Dentistry, yeah. Um, we know that's a massive issue mm -hmm. now in Sunderland, but we know it is nationwide. So yeah. all of the health watchers are reporting that back to Health Watch England and hopefully, well, we know they're looking at it and hopefully there'll be some positive change to support people to get NHS dentistry. It, it is, and it's a piece of work that obviously we are focusing on as well as one of our three priorities yeah. in our operational plan. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has that been amplified because of COVID? Uh, yeah, yeah. And dentists have changed the way they work mm -hmm. since then, I think because of a backlog. Um, and, you know, lots of dentists now are only doing private work. Um, so it's had a massive impact on people who, like myself, are trying to get an NHS dentist and get treatment. And, uh, I met recently with uh, the chair of the Dental Association mm. for uh, Gateshead and South Tyneside. She's very passionate. She, she either runs or uh, works in an NHS practice through in Gateshead. And um, she was explaining, you know, what, what's going on, what, what's happening, why we've come to this situation. Mm. And basically a lot of it comes down to funding. Mm. You know, they received their funding up to the end of March. Now they've had no word to what's happening moving forward. So once you leave from being an NHS dentist to going private, you'll never ever go back because it's just not viable. Wendy, you work at Healthwatch Sunderland. Mm -hmm. um, you've mentioned a bit already what uh, what work you've done, um, but what work have you done at Sunderland Royal Hospital and around the community to help improve our services and ensure we give our patients the best treatment possible? Right, okay. Uh, there's a few things actually I would like to tell you about. Um, firstly, our a Youth Watch, which is a group of young volunteers um, who we support, um, did a big piece of work around sexual health services in Sunderland went along to um, do like an audit of the clinic 
it's on Royal Hospital and also did a piece of work looking at the uh, the trust website and the sexual health pages and how young person friendly they were and that's all been fed back to the trust and there's been changes made and you know in accordance with that report that went in um, also our youth watch are going to be doing a partnership piece of work with the Sunderland Royals Young People's Group and we're going to start that off with maybe doing some partnership work in the Nile Quinn Centre which is the Centre for Young People at Sunderland Royal Hospital um, where they're going to be getting feedback from children and young people there so we're hoping to start that in the school holidays um, in this summer so we've got that coming up um, we have regular outpatients um, feedback sessions where we take our volunteers along to outpatients at the Sunland Royal and we gather feedback there um, from the people who are using the service on that day and we um, use the Trust's family and friends surveys to do that and we give them straight back to the um, patient experience team that we're, I know work across the Trust so they work inside Tyneside as well um, from that so far, um, we've been able to highlight the issues around parking within Sunland Royal. Um, we have lots of people come to us every time we host an information stand at the hospital, you know, saying how difficult it's been to park. We hear people at reception saying, I'm late because I haven't been able to park my car. Um, so we fed that into the trust and we got feedback to um, disseminate across the community through our social media and website um, from um, the Director of Corporate Affairs and Legal and the, that can be found on our website. So the response to that and what the Trust are looking at to hopefully make improvements soon around parking. We also have started doing feedback sessions at the X-ray department at Sunland Royal. We've only done one so far um, and the feedback predominantly was positive, so we'll keep going back there and doing that. Um, and also, we, we have held some stalls in the Nile Quinn Centre as well so far, um, once with our young people, once just me and uh, my manager, Anna, we, we did that. And then again, positive feedback on outpatients for children, which is great. Um, so that's got fed back straight um, to the trust one of the big things that we do is a partnership information stand and that's held at the Kale Road entrance on the main concourse. We do that once a month and we've done it so far in conjunction with an amputee support group in Sunderland. And um, this the group was set up by an individual who wanted some support after she lost her leg and there was no support in Sunderland, um, you know, peer support, somebody she could just talk to who had shared experiences. So um, the lady, Andrea, has set up our own group. And while we were on the concourse doing information stands, we noticed there was a high level of people coming through with amputations. So now Andrea joins us on that, on that stand to um, promote our group give one one peer support while she's there to people who maybe have just lost a limb and they're in hospital because of that. Um, and also we've heard feedback from amputees that when they leave hospital, they don't leave with, they felt the information they needed. So around um, support, so support groups, but also, you know, how benefits might change or benefits they can claim. Mental health support, 
where they can go to, to refer themselves for mental health support and also how to access um, home improvements or an electric wheelchair. And we heard from one lady that that, because she didn't know she had to access an electric wheelchair herself, that delayed the process by six months. So it took her a year to get that support. So, you know, that was obviously not very good for independence. So we're working now with the um, patient experience team. We've had our first meeting between them and the uh, amputee group, and we're going to be putting a pack together. Um, so amputees leave hospital with that pack and they might not look at it straight away, but they'll have that information there. So when they're ready, you know, that they've got that um, information to look back on. So that's a big piece of work. And if I can just mention one more big piece, um, we did um, a feedback session with a group in Sunderland called More Than Grandparents. And these are grandparents and other family members who are looking after children that are not their own. So there could be a, a grandchild or a niece or nephew and they've brought them into their own home and they're living with them. And they told us that when they take the, those children into hospital, they have to um, answer several questions in front of the child which weren't appropriate. So, you know, about maybe the birth parents, which were very upsetting, obviously, for the carer, but also for the child. Um, and these questions were asked sometimes before the child was trekked and the child might have been needed to be trekked quite quickly. So... Um, We've worked with the trust, so there again, patient experience within the hospital and more than grandparents. And they have the hospital have now put a training video together, which has been disseminated through the internet for people who work at the hospital so they can find out more about kinship carers. And also now there's a kinship carer uh, tag on the system so patients can be tagged as being looked after by a kinship carer. So that was an, another big piece of work, which partnership work, and as Sheila said, and working with the patient experience team at the hospital, and um, you know, has been a fabulous outcome. Brilliant. And uh, Sheila, same question to you, but you work at Health Watch uh, South Townside. So what work has, has been done at South Townside District Hospital and the South Townside community? Okay, well, we've actually just been um, approached by the patient experience team to actually come into South Townside Hospital to do exactly the same. So that's to um, engage with the, the patients on the day that they're having the treatment and what have you. And we're hoping to start that in May. And also she did mention the x-ray department as well. So it's it's obvious that, you know, they want it done in, in both sites, shall we say. Um, so we're looking forward to that, um, uh, you know, to, to start getting out and about again as well, you know, to engage with the pa uh, patients, um, because something that we haven't really done a lot of uh, recently, um, obviously due to the pandemic, a lot of our volunteers have, have sort of drifted off because you couldn't get out into the public. So that's, that is going to be one of our highlights, shall we say, is to try and recruit volunteers to, you know, to, to increase that base. Uh, we did some engagement work um, on behalf of Connect Health, that's the MSK service um, uh, for South Tyneside. So we went to the Glen and Hebben and to Clean Park in South Shields and engaged with the, the uh, service users there to find out what they thought of the service. And I must say the feedback that came back was all very positive. We did produce a report, um, which is on our website, but that engagement again that face-to-face -face 
rather than a survey or mm. on Teams or Zoom, you just get so much more back. One thing leads on to another, to another. You know, you can ask your questions, but then you're getting all that other bits of information, which to me is is what it's all about. You know, the patient's story, the patient's experience. It, it's what we're here for, to listen to. Um, so, again, yes, we're uh, hoping we, about two years ago, we did our Young Health Watch, um, did some work around sexual health, and that's based at Palmer's and Jarrow. So worked with the sexual health team and we've just been approached recently to maybe do some follow-up to that report to see how the recommendations are working out, etc. So again, that, that work is sort of in the, the, the planning stages. And even though you work at two different uh, communities, do you often quite work, uh, like work together a lot? Yes, yes we do, because uh, so, so many things overlap in the, the path to excellence, you know, things like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think with integrated care system as well, isn't it? We um, strategically, we do quite a bit of work together. Brilliant. And um, Wendy at Healthwatch Mm -hmm. Sunderland, you have recently done some work involving our hospital discharge processes at Sunderland Royal Hospital. What was involved with that? Yeah, so um, Sheila mentioned earlier about um, the the work work plan that Healthwatch does. So once a year, we look at all of our information that we've gathered across the community and look for the top three. And one of our top three for 2022-23 was hospital discharge from Sunderland Royal Hospital. So we're working in partnership with the discharge team at the Royal. Um, We've put together a survey, which we've been out with the public engaging at, you know, intermediate care centres, at the Royal, um, wherever we can, you know, see people and ask them if they've been in hospital over the last year or so, um, just to complete our survey and get feedback about the discharge process itself. So um, the deadline for surveys is the 30th of April. And we'll be pulling together our report and then feeding that back to the hospital discharge team to see what's working well and also what could be improved. And uh, following that work, the outpatients department won the STAR Award? They did. So um, because we go to the outpatients a lot to get feedback, obviously we hear a lot of feedback. And it's mostly very positive. There was parking, you know, that was an issue, which we know is an issue throughout the hospital for staff and for patients. But um, the staff really shone through as, you know, getting lots of positive feedback from patients. And we received a nominated star award through our website for individuals at the outpatients department. And alongside all that positive feedback we were hearing, we were able to go along to the outpatients department and to award them with one of our star awards. And they were off the moon. They were thrilled. Brilliant. Sheila, at Healthwatch South Townside, you have set out operational uh, priorities for 2023-2024. Could you go through them and how how they aim to increase engagement with local people about healthcare services? Yeah, um, so we decided just to do a a yearly um, operational plan. Previously, it's always been three years. But like Wendy said, we we look at the issues that we are having feedback from the public from. So um, dentistry, obviously, is top of the list. You know, we get so many phone calls each week from the public. GP, method of access. 
Now, we've actually um, just published our report around that because we uh, carried out a survey around that, but we're obviously going to do some follow-up work around that. We contacted the clinical leads, and um, I do believe there's new guidance coming out for now um, for GP access. So once they have that guidance, we are going to meet up, but we hope to go in to uh, visit some of the practices and speak to the practice managers because there's some really good uh, good practice out there and I think others could learn from it. So that that's what our plan is. Um, and then the third one is care in the community. Um, in South Townside, we have four zones where that the four providers provide the care in the community. And again, this was sort of trialled and... Um, it's ongoing, so we're just going to try and see how that's working. Because when it first started out, there were some problems um, moving forward, but hopefully they've been addressed. So again, we are going to go into the care companies who provide that care to get their side, because we know staffing is a huge issue. Mm. You know, if you haven't got the staff, you can't provide the service. Um, and in South Townside, they're just set up, or setting up a care academy to try and attract more staff into into this um, profession shall we say and that's going to be a three-year um, ongoing recruitment drive shall we say uh, for training get people back into the workplace maybe they've retired early um, carers who maybe lost a loved one and still want to be involved in that so that is you know something that's really really positive to engage and to um, encourage people you know to, to get involved with us, we are stepping, going to try and step away now from surveys and go back to the good old-fashioned face-to-face. Whole focus groups, try and get out there to other locations within South Tyneside. And of course, you can also visit the, the groups who are already established. Go there at regular times and find out what, you know, what, what issues that they have to raise as well. One of the, the key, key areas uh, of focus um, around dentistry and all of our priorities, actually, is to hear from the seldom heard communities. Um, you know, we want to prioritise gaining insights from these groups. Um, and this can be the homeless, um, black and minority ethnic communities. And, of course, the cost of living crisis as well is playing a big part in this as well. So it's gaining how it, that's affecting families as well. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think going out to these groups and communities, that's where a lot of our key pieces of work yeah. come from as well. Um, you know, that there are still some health inequalities um, that need to be challenged. And um, one of the pieces of work we did during the, the COVID pandemic was with the uh, black and ethnic minority groups in Sunderland who had fed back to us that communication within the hospital was difficult because family members and carers couldn't go along and do the translation. Um, And out of that sparked a a piece of work around um, training for staff, just, you know, highlighting and refreshing um, information uh, for staff around um, equalities. And um, Philippa Poole from the Trust and was pulling together alongside the Bangladesh National Centre um, a training programme um, for for staff, just to highlight that. And how can patients and the rest of the community get involved in these engagements? Well, again, we, we actually receive a lot of feedback uh, through our website, 
we have a contact form on our website, and that seems to be the most popular one for some reason. Telephone calls, not so much, um, but th that is a, a good way to contact us because it's picked up straight away. You have it there. I mean, I had a, a one uh, was last week from a lady who'd um, been into South Tyneside Hospital for an operation, and her heading was five-star treatment, couldn't ask for more. And she praised the staff, the consultant, everybody. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that, that's great feedback to get because we want to hear that. We don't want to hear the negative stuff all of the time. We want the positive stuff as well. So, yeah, we are, we are planning. We are just starting to plan now, you know, going out more into the community and holding more focus groups as well and hoping that the public come along. And I've often quite seen on in, on the department uh, in each of the departments that there's a health watch like little sign where you can put the feedback in like a little post box. Yeah. So that's so if you're ever at the hospitals, just watch out for for them if you want to provide us feedback. Yeah, I would encourage people as well to like us on social media. Yeah. Um. So we're on all platforms. I'm yeah. sure you know Sheila's the same. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook. Um, Facebook, yes, yeah. most importantly, yeah. Facebook. And we've actually just been getting a TikTok. Mm. Oh, so, yeah, wow. I know. I know. <laughs> we're feeling our way around TikTok at the moment. But we, we tend to tell people where we're going to go that following week, and they're more than welcome just to pop along and, and have a chat. Brilliant. And um, have you both got any work plans coming up that patients and the rest of the community can look out for? Sure. So for us, we've been approached by uh, the Trust to do some engagement around maternity. Um, it, on the maternity department at Sun and Royal, Sheila, I think you've probably been asked yes, to do similar. Yes, I have, yes. Yeah, um, so we're ha ha just in the midst of initial talks at the moment yeah. with the Trust about exactly what they want us to do. So people look out on our social media um, and newsletter uh, newsletters for that and, and sign up through our website for the newsletter. And to, to be honest, we'll just be getting out there, listening to patients, um, just be, you know, finding out what the main issues are and seeing and looking at that to see how we can support to make things better. And I think from the contact from the, the patient experience uh, team, um, they're going to help facilitate us going into Cleden Park and into Palmer's for a regular, like, info stall because mm -hmm. I feel it's better to go to the places where you capture you know, the people who are having treatment and what have you, um, you know, rather than standing on the, the corner of King Street or something like that, where people are in a, in a rush or going to Asda or what have you. So again, like Wendy said, just getting out there, raising our profile, Health Watch, and just listening to people, you know, good and bad. We just want people to come and talk to us. That's brilliant. Uh, thank you both for joining me today and talking about the important work that Health Watch does across our region. Thank you. Right, thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Our People Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up to date with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.